Hello everyone, welcome to Man Up, the men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson and sitting in Estonia, a long way off, is the truly scrumptious Tommy Danqua. How are you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> He's alive. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yes, I'm doing all right. Shall we say it? Go on, let's say it. Go on, say the, say the, say the, say the line. Go on. It's been a long time, isn't it? It's been ages. <laughs> <laughs> it's been ages. <laughs> oh, yeah. mate, what's going on? Why, why are we taking so much time in between podcasts, mate? Tell me. Um, it's a, that's a very good question. Um, I think. Well, I, th- I think. The answer will come probably clear, uh, you know, the, uh, in this chat. But we've both been busy. We've both had our um, some, some some journeys, I guess. Um, and also, we're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. You know, we've both been on journeys. We've, uh, we've been doing it. We, also, we're rubbish. It's so right to be a bit crap, isn't it? Sometimes it's all right. It's okay to not be okay. Yes, as as the 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 saying goes, the the t-shirt or whatever it, it you know. It's it. It's okay not to be okay. Yes. But, but are you okay? How how are you? I'll let you go first this week or this. Oh, morning. thank you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> are, are you sitting comfortably? I'm. I'm. I am sitting comfortably. I'm braced. Hey, can I just say as well? Yeah, um, I'm really liking the fact that my waveforms are as big as yours now. I normally have little waveforms when we do these recordings, but mine's equally yeah. the same size as yours, and I'm feeling really good about that. I know, I know, but uh, you know, in a lot of in a lot of cases in life, size doesn't matter. Um, but maybe in this case, in 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 the world of podcasting, then a nice big waveform does matter. I, I just want equality, mate. I just want equality. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, 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 what have I been up to? Well, the last time we spoke, I think the last podcast we did um, was with Ryan, wasn't it? Ryan Ridgeway, yeah, which was, which was a good month month or so ago. Yeah. Um, and in that time, um, well, to be honest, life's been quite good for me because everything's opened up again. Uh, well, not everything, but it's, it's sort of gone back to quote unquote normal, you know? So, um, I've been able to see my family. Um, I've been able to see my friends. Um, I've been able to play music with other people, be in the same room as them, which has been amazing. Um, yeah. So it's weird because I haven't really been looking after myself that much. I haven't really been, exercising that much um the meditation i still try and do every day but i've missed that out quite a few times um i haven't been sort of reading that much um you know so a lot a a lot of that's sort of gone a bit by the wayside but i haven't hasn't made me feel any worse um and i i put that down to the fact that um I'm allowed to see people again, you know, and and it's a real, you know, for me, it's made me realize how sociable I am, you know, and how much I enjoy seeing people. And I've had this whole pandemic, you know, living on my own, 
working on my own and not being able to see anyone. And, and it's been, it has been quite, you know, very, very isolating. And I know it has been for thousands of other people, you know, so I'm not sort of saying woe is me or anything, but it's, it has been tough. Um, but yeah, but I've been, because I've been allowed to see people again, it's, it really, it's funny with, especially with anxiety. And, and I guess it is with a lot of mental health illnesses. If you see other people and you talk to them, you spend time with other people, it takes you out of your own head. And yeah. uh, and so there's less time to sort of get stuck in your own vicious, vicious cycle, if you know what I mean. So um, that's been really good. That that yeah, that's 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 been really good. And um, I've been um, yeah. So so there's that. I've been doing lots of creative things. I've got my album coming out. Um, it's coming out in January now, but I've got a single coming out in the autumn and I've been doing videos for that. I've um, oh, been rehearsing what's, with, what's up, with up. Called? What's the single called? The single is called uh, Dinosaur. Dinosaur. So, yeah, I Very shot the nice. video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I shot the video this week, actually, dressed as a caveman um, running around <laughs> a stone monolith. So, um, so that was good. Um. Yes. Yeah, so so um and and then I've got um um oh yeah, my screenwriting. I've got so I've got the London Screenwriters Festival coming up which I'm going to do some pitching um for a couple of my ideas for, you know, because it's basically I I turned I don't really like to tell anyone how old I am, but I'll tell you, Tommy and uh, whisper, and whisper. the listeners. So I turned 49 um a week ago, just over a week ago. Hey, happy belated birthday. Thank you. And it's made me, it's given me a real kick up the backside to to, to think, right, you know, I'm going to be, you know, when you sort of turn 40, it's like everyone goes, oh, old man and all that, you know, and, and it is sort of a joke. You're still young, but, you know, turn 50 and it goes, old man, you sort of are. Do you know what I mean? You, the people, <laughs> it's it's no longer a joke, you know, and, and, and I am sort of getting on a bit. So um, there's lots of unticked boxes and I'm not doing it in a sort of, pressure myself way you know i live a good life but i i'm i am doing a sort of real push for for, for things so part of it is joining that that's that screenwriters festival and actually trying to put my some of my scripts in front of people um i want to actually make one of my films this year i want to sort of crowdfund it you know the album's coming out one of there's loads of things that i want to do and 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 yeah. sort of you know, come out of my comfort zone a little bit and just get on with stuff. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, so. Of course, of course. Mate, you sound like you've been crazy busy. Yeah, yeah. Work's been quite busy as well, uh, which is good. You know, I count my blessings for that as well, you know. So um, so there's that. And then I've got a, um, so I'm trying to do this. So so in the beginning of September, I, I'm doing this sort of wellness retreat, um, which is basically a uh I, well I, I call it the music and mind school and it's basically a, like a traditional wellness retreat it's in a nature reserve and people can camp there and uh you go there you can do sort of yoga and mindful walks and discussions and meditation and stuff but on top of that we'll do workshops that are based around sort of you know the benefits of music on the mind so we'll be doing gong baths drumming circles, singing workshops, live band karaoke. Um, oh, wicked. <laughs> yeah. Um, healing through dance. So, like, you know, we've got this sort of 
dancing um, person, you know, showing us some moves and, you know, and all without taking any alcohol or drugs, all that will be sort of banned from sight. So it'll just be, you know, having real fun, but exploring the sort of benefits of music on the mind, you know, and having a nice retreat. So um, yeah, I'm 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 trying to arrange that, trying to sell tickets. I'm not much of a salesperson, so um, I'm getting a couple of people helping me try and sell stuff. You know, I'm I'm very apologetic. I'm like, you know, I'm telling friends, but I'm like, you know, rather than me sort of saying, "You need to come to come to this. It's going to be great. I want to see you there." I'm like, what about this? You know, so. Mate, so are you going to post some bits up on our um, website or on our social media pages? Oh, well, I will do. Yes, you, you told me off because I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be sort of salesy, but it is a wellness retreat. No one's really making, you know, we're all sort of doing it. At a, it's a beta event. No one's making any money really out of it. Um, so maybe I should. Yeah, I, should, I will post it up. I'll post, well, I'll post tell it you up. what. Just to sort of take a bit of pressure off, you send me over some bits and I'll advertise it for you because I've got a feeling you're being a bit reluctant over there, mate. I am, I am. I'm just not a salesman. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one of those like you know. Uh, and an apologies to uh, a state agency. I'm not like an estate agent, you know, sort of, uh, you know, wanting to get the old commission and all that. I'm just Go, oh. going for the hard sale. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and listen and while we're while we're on oh yeah so listeners um t- take take a, a, a ch- check that one out because it'll be really it'll be a really good weekend um and while lastly while we're on me um because it's all about me this first section um so i'm <laughs> i'm gonna mate, wallow in it well. use it well mate <laughs> um a few a, a few weeks ago i i i became a mental a level three mental health first aider so Look at that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, who did you do your course with? Uh, I did it with St. John Ambulance. Yeah. Which I nice. thought would be good because they are the originators of the uh, first aider training, you know, the sort of physical first aider training, you know. So yeah. uh, I thought I'd do it with them. A bit expensive. Um, the office. It was on the two hottest days of the year, and for, <laughs> because it was COVID rules, they weren't allowed to put the um, the, the the air conditioning on. So I sat there sweating like a gooden, and the whole class did, uh, which made me think, "Oh, like we're all sweating, we're all fanning ourselves." You know, surely there's more droplets going around like this. Anyway, um, and I only fell asleep for about twenty minutes at one. <laughs> So that's good. I was so glad when you told me this because I'm a nightmare for it. I'm an absolute nightmare for falling asleep. But when you said that you did it, I was just like, yes. <laughs> Great. That's what I like to hear. So you did so you did your one was like a, a two day as well, yeah? Yeah, with St. John's Ambulance as well. I went to their offices in London. Uh, you know, sat oh. in a nice little coffee place, had a coffee in the morning, you know, the little the gathering room where you all meet up, and then yeah, upstairs and into the next place and yeah did the two-day event it was really good actually i i i really enjoyed it um i think you said i think uh we, we spoke about something that day didn't we and you said that you felt like some of it was a lot of stuff that you already knew but you do a lot of work in mental health so i think that was going to be always mm. the case right mm. but did, what did you feel like what how did you feel afterwards like i felt I, yeah i mean i felt um, I felt good about doing it. Um, it 
did I did learn stuff definitely. One of the things I really learned, which I think is really important for anyone, um, is when you come across someone who you know's got mentally, you know, having a bit of a struggle, no matter how sort of um severe it is obviously if it's severe you know like, and that's what they say in so john john ambulance you know if it's really severe then get them immediate help you know like yeah uh, they say ring the police don't ring an ambulance because the police have the the power to um actually sort of section someone or or you know if if they are really going to do harm to themselves um yeah but um that sort of idea of non judgmental listening i really liked that that idea that you know rather than waiting for them to finish your sentence so you can make a suggestion just let them say what they have to say and keep listening and keep listening until you feel like you know it, it's time for you to to sort of you know possibly make a suggestion or give them guidance but you know the real the real you know the real role of a mental first aider is to sort of you know look look out for it and discover it find out about it then if you can give some immediate guidance you know signpost them to wherever yeah. but um it's just to sort of recognize it and and to listen and 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 that's really really important i think so so that was good um some of the yeah uh and i learned a couple of things yeah i learned a few other bits and bobs as well yeah definitely and and so um, Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, did you do some of the exercises they did, the training exercises? Yeah, so so like the role-playing stuff, yeah. So, in fact, yeah. part of the exam, I don't know if you had the same thing, but part of the exam was like a role-playing uh, thing. So, you know, you, you, you go into, you split into pairs and the mental health first aider leaves the room and then the person left in the room is given a scenario and then you have to go in and diffuse the scenario, you know, and then you swap over. Did you have that as well? No, I didn't have that. They, that's new. That's advanced. Uh, That's advanced. We had we had two forty five minute exams and then a practical exam. Is that what you had? No, mine was completely different. I had the um, I had the uh, written exam at the end, mm. but then we did like role play throughout the two days, so it wasn't sitting down and being graded on that. I I think this new I think this is an updated course because it's only been going for a month. I think he said so. Yeah, it sounds like. Oh, sounds really good. Um, yeah. Did you do the um, the exercise with uh, schizophrenia? No, no, we didn't do oh, that. We didn't do that one. See, that one was one that really sort of it, it sort of messed with your head and actually say to you like, if it gets too much, you don't have to do this. And it was um, an exercise to sort of um, try to give you an idea of what somebody who is suffering with schizophrenia might be experiencing. And they had like some texts from people that you know they'd written down what they were hearing when they were unwell and you know they'd be trying to have a conversation you'd have two people reading two different scripts in your ear so they'd just be whispering these really random things that you know you know that somebody whose mind isn't right would be hearing at the time and you have oh to try to God. read the scripts to somebody else and it's so it really throws you off a kilter but it's, it's a really it's a really really good exercise to sort of try to give you an idea of what someone's you know going through it's really weird because just before I did the course, a few days before I did the course, um, I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I was on um I was on a train, um, and and 
they were, you know, it was on the way to London Bridge, so we'd just left New Cross, and so it was a good sort of ten minutes until the next stop. And this bloke just suddenly, a few a few seats up, just suddenly went absolutely haywire. Um, he started saying stuff I I really don't want to repeat on here on this podcast because it was so too upsetting. Um, shouting, sort of banging thing, and the guy was huge. You know, we were like everyone was in the carriage, and there was a few of us just rooted to our spots, sort of looking at each other, thinking, "What the hell is going to go on here?" And then he did start on one bloke, and fair play to the bloke. The bloke just sort of stared forward and didn't really engage him that much. But mm. um, he said to the bloke, "You know, um, put your f in." cock away but oh, I don't even want to say what he was saying but then he's saying you know I, I was threatening his life basically I'm going to do this and and it was just awful and you know I felt awful for the bloke I felt really scared myself you know like the whole character like we were all like thinking what the hell's going to go on and mostly I felt really bad for the the man doing the rant because he's obviously yeah schizophrenic um obviously you know totally paranoid uh, the stuff that he was saying, and he was obviously wasn't getting the help that he needed. You know, obviously wasn't getting any the drugs or whatever therapy or, or whatever, and he was allowed out in the public. I mean, and he was a danger. He was a danger to himself, and he was a danger to everyone else. You know, like I say, a huge fellow, and yeah. it made me think: if I did this first aid course, you know, had, had done that, would I have gone up to him and? You know, but then the first aid call said, if there's danger, you know, don't risk yourself. Just get out of yeah, there and absolutely. get people out of there, you know. Don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to weigh up quite carefully, haven't you? Because there's trying to help and then there's putting yourself in danger. And, yeah. you know, is you've got to make that decision on the spot, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. So what was the outcome of that? Did you, did, um, was so, so he, he got up at one point and then sort of stormed off and then I think they got the police in at London Bridge, you know, and the police, the, the, the train had sort of stopped there and then I, I don't know what the outcome was. Um, you know, it might have been a case that his bark was more, more worse than his bite, but his bark was really <laughs> terrifying. And like I say, the guy was huge, you know. Um, so if he did start on any of us, he would have, you know it would have been pretty bad at one point because I had my base with me. I, I, I sort of imagined getting my base out and, and, and using it as a way to sort of stop him basically, you know, <laughs> thinking, honestly, I was like, it was that bad, you know, and gosh, you know, there's, we, we spoke to Ryan about it before, um, you know, because he's been sectioned and, and, um, and my mate's been sectioned and uh, once you are sectioned, that's not a great experience either, you know. So um, it's something that we should look at at some point is 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 how people that have got severe mental health problems like schizophrenia or severe bipolar disorder or, or paranoia or severe PTSD, you know, what help there is out there for them and, you know, and how it how well it's funded, whether it's getting better or worse, that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. in my eyes, it's we've still got a long way to go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, wow. anyway. That that was a lot, wasn't it? That that was Gosh, a... that was me. Anyway, how have you been? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, thanks, mate. I'm fine. Yeah. How are you doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so you, the next uh, segment, let's go. <laughs> yeah. 
so so I hope you don't mind me saying so recently you reached out to our our, our group our our men's um chat that we have uh, we don't do it every week anymore but um we still do it occasionally um yeah. and you said guys you know and it was really um you know it was totally the the right thing to do and you put your money where your mouth is and you said guys I'm I'm struggling and did that thing that men never do and should always do and you reached out to people um and uh yeah tell us a bit about that yeah do you know what it's um it's been weird because obviously you know we've been sort of doing this for a long time now and i think we've both found a lot of things that really work for us we call it our toolbox don't we things that we can like reach into things that we do on a daily basis just to kind of you know keep us on top of our you know mental health and just to sort of be operating at a really, you know, uh, well, to be the best versions of ourselves. But what I found recently, and, you know, I'll go into maybe why I think this has happened, was that, you know, the negative self-talk really sort of started to come back and it was really attacking me. You know, the, the age old, you know, you're useless, you're worthless, you're not a man. And normally when this happens, meditation works exercise works you know uh the positive self-talk it really works but what i found was that no matter what i was doing it was still there and um you know i was feeling particularly frustrated or you know under a cloud one day and i went out for a run i thought right i need to run hard and really just try to blast this away you know that will make me feel better and I was running and as I run, I do my affirmations and I sort of, you know, I say things to myself like, you know, you're, you're happy, you're healthy, you know, you're confident. And I'll, and I'll say this as I'm running, but, you know, and I'll say it out loud, but the voices were just attacking me and it was just constantly, you're worthless, you're useless, you're not a man, this, all this thing. And it was just like, and I was running, running, running. And it was, the noise, it sort of became so overpowering, if you like, that I stopped. I stopped running and I was just like, fuck, like, this is mm. it's ridiculous. And that's when I was actually out on my run when I sort of put the message into the group. So I just thought, you know, it's not working. My, you know, my go-tos are not working. And um, <clears throat> I just, yeah, I wanted to reach out. And I knew it wasn't, I wasn't a crisis, but it mm. was just, I knew that it was heading in the wrong direction. And I just really, really, I didn't want to go there again you know i didn't want and i was just mm. desperate for the negative talk to stop so yeah. like i reached out and i said and the message was quite you know it was just like guys I'm not, I'm not feeling great you know i can't stop this chattering in my head it's really bugging me down i said i'm not you know i'm not in a crisis situation but i just want to sort of reach out and if anyone's available today for a chat it'd be really cool and you know the guys came back was like you know some really nice supportive messages and stuff and and um i spoke to one of the guys and i know he won't mind me mentioning his name but uh steven and we just sort of sat down and i think you know the moment you know like we always say talk about it talk about it reach out talk about it and like you said putting our money where our mouth is and even just once i sent the message it was almost like that was the release and what i think i've not been doing as well is I've not really been talking about it at home because mm. part of my issues are <clears throat> coming from my role at home and how I'm perceiving my role at home and the change that have happened. 
so I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here and this is what happens when I talk about it at the moment because I can, <laughs> there's so much going on that yeah. it's never like a straight, you know, straight story. Um, but what, what I discovered when I was talking to Stephen is that obviously I've come away, it's been a year, you know, a year was, uh, you know, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and, um, I, you know, I, I am my own worst critic. I'm very hard on myself. You know, I always want to be the best and be doing better than I was. And I think that, that you know, like an anniversary, it's a big thing, isn't it? Mm. So <clears throat> then I was like questioning, have I done what I wanted to do? Am I where I wanted to be? And I started thinking about all the things that I haven't done rather than, you know, actually being on a positive mindset and focusing on all the things that I have done and that I have achieved. And yeah. focus on things that are actually happening. So there are some really nice things that are in the pipeline and lined up. But um, I, I made the choice or sort of my mental health made the choice to focus on all the negatives, things I hadn't achieved and stuff like that. Um, the yeah. fact that, you know, the classic, my classic role of male, you know, uh, is not, what it is i'm sort of you know doing very much the child care and looking after the house and stuff like that and my wife is you know being a complete powerhouse and a force and taking care of all the financials and stuff like this and mm. you know but with that I, I i sort of feel like i've lost a massive part of who i was yeah. which again it's not a bad thing because i actually came up here to change who i was because i wanted to do things in a different field but you know sort of being i guess i feel like i'm constantly being told what to do i feel like i've lost control of my life you know um i'm I'm dependent on my wife for money she's the one that's sort of paying for everything and you know i don't have my own income and things like that that just i i know that this is society's sort of um you know painting of what you know a, a man's role is but actually I was completely undervaluing what I am doing, you know, I'm completely not being appreciative and I wasn't showing up with gratitude for the fact that I am spending time with my kids and, you know, all these things that are, it's so crazy. So this is, again, my other sort of tangent, all the things that I wished for and I hoped for and I manifested are here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm beating myself up because I'm not being grateful for them and I'm worried about other things. So I just go into a real head spin and I think you can hear it when I'm trying to explain it. It just sounds so confusing like you know it's like the ramblings of a madman no no but yeah so all these things sort of came and you know that i'm sort of struggling with is it toxic masculinity that i'm feeling like i'm not a man or that i'm feeling like i'm not good enough because i'm not earning money um Mm. and yeah i just felt very much like i was losing control and that's what i sort of discovered from everything that i wasn't in control as much as i was doing good things i didn't feel like i was in control i wasn't making purposeful moves to kind of be right this is my choice that's what i want to do actually being a bit selfish and i was just trying to be you know a perfect house husband you know make sure the house is tidy dinner's cooked and at the same time trying to do bits out in the garden and you know, help out the family and things like that. And I just wasn't focusing on me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just felt like something drastic had to happen. So I had this sort of notion in my head that something mad needed to happen, something, a big change needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of looking at, you know, inspirational pages and stuff like that, you know, trying to find, 
you know when you're just searching for a message a sign yeah and um i saw this quote and it just said it said disappear for six months do the deep work um and when you resurface you'll find that 99 percent of your problems will have also disappeared and i thought right okay so what can i achieve in six months you know what can i achieve in six months and i just sort of thought right here's what i'm going to do so i'm putting it out there now for accountability i wasn't going to shout and scream about it but fuck it i am um because if i'm accountable i'm always better and um i said that i'm going to stop all alcohol for six months i'm wow. not going to drink anything for six months so like christmas day will be the um you know the the day that i have my first tipple and oh my god yeah think, and- think of the hangover on boxing day <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be epic, isn't it? It's going to be epic. I'll hopefully have like one shandy and pass out for the afternoon. <laughs> You're going to be the cheapest day ever. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, yeah, I decided that I'm going to knock it on the head, you know, because I'm not a massive drinker, but I do love a party. And here as well in Estonia, yeah. because we're living in a family home, there's always people here. So we're yeah. always doing a barbecue. You know, there's always a chance to have a couple of beers or <clears throat> it's... um. So I just thought making that decision, making that choice, just I'm not going to do that, is a statement of intent. Um, and I've yeah. kind of, you know, with lockdown and, you know, being at home with the kids and them, you know, being at home, I'm cooking a lot and snacking with them. And I've just sort of, I've lost, you know, the school went on holiday, so my classes all stopped, the fitness stuff that I was doing. And I just felt everything just feel, I just felt really unhealthy, unwell. So I've... um yeah. I've started to exercise again and I've committed to trying to do every day, you know, I've been doing like 5k runs, 3k runs, like alternate days, riding my bike, trying to sort of do press ups and push ups and just really get into that sort of militant mindset and attitude of setting myself goals, having something to look forward to and having a goal to get to like a clear set out goal. And um, it's really bizarre because, and oh, so, and also uh, I've, I've uh, one of the locals here. I've um, agreed with her. She's doing three lessons of Estonian classes with me um, a week. So three mornings a week, I go and do an hour, hour and a half of Estonian with her. Again, yeah. So, and it's really cool because she was one of the girls that came to my classes and like, I wasn't charging people for classes. I was just like, come do it. And I'm helping you. And so she's like, yeah, yeah. Like, come, let's do this. So I've been doing that as well. So the day I put that message out, I'd sort of already started putting these things into motion. And it, the next day, it just sort of all fell into plan. I had my Estonian lesson. No, I woke up and I went running with one of the local guys here because I spoke to him. He's like, yeah, I'm doing running as well. Maybe we should go together. I was like, brilliant. So we ran together and that sort of, you know, it was, we did some pull-ups and sit-ups and all the bits and pieces. And I guess that was that, um, that masculine energy that I was operating in, which I'm, I'm just not, it's hard to do it, you know, when, and this isn't, a, this isn't a, a, a diss on my wife, but my wife is very much the go-getter. She's very much the, you know, career and boom, boom. This is what's happening. We're doing that. She's very, she's a very yeah. dominant woman. She's a very powerful woman, you know, yeah. and it's one of the things that I love the most about her. She's very, you know, she knows what she wants. Um, but I find myself like operating in a very feminine energy when I'm with her. And I feel like, it all got on top and especially you know once I, when i was doing the trainings and the exercises that was a real good outlet for me yeah that was where i could be myself if i'm you know with the kids it's really cool but you know i just 
struggle to, you know, it's a, it's a, if I am like that when we're together, it causes sometimes conflicts and I just, you know, and I just haven't been operating, I guess, very authentically or feeling like I'm not being able to operate as authentically as I want to. Mm. Um, so yeah, sorry. So the morning after I sent that message to you guys and just said like I was reaching out, I woke up in the morning, did the exercise and really smashed out some fitness, jumped in the lake, did some swimming, came in the house. I went and did my Estonian lessons. And then um, my wife's friend came around with her daughter and we were looking after her. My wife's upstairs working. So I was basically looking after this little girl. And she, you know, like kids are just so, they, you know, I can't remember what it is. They, they smile about like 500 times a day compared to our like, I don't know, double digits. And mm. You know, we just had a day of me and the boys just hanging out with this little girl. She was just running rings around us. We just had such a nice day. And it just felt like, right, I'm back. I'm, you know, yeah. I've yeah. done what I need to do. I've said what I need to say. I've got it off my chest. Yeah. And it was just really, really amazing. And then after we had the, the check-in session as well. So we got together as well. And I got to speak about it with you fellas. And it's just really nice to get some amazing input. And, you know, sorry, I... I, I I'm going back now because I went on a tangent, but the day before I'd spoken to Stephen and he just sort of went through some things and really helped me unpick what might it be. And he wasn't sort of like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. That's what you need to do. It was just yeah. nice to be heard and him to sort of just understand, you know? And I just, I, I think to myself, I'm so, so fucking grateful that we have put this sort of network in place. We've put this support group in place that, we can just sort of be vulnerable. We can be honest. And like I said, you know, quite often in these chats, we're all in quite a good space and it's just a laugh mm. for an hour, mm. isn't it? But, mm. you know, this time I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. And I was just able just to, similar to what I'm doing now, just ramble, 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 and jump from here to there and, and this. But then that's happening. And, but just no one sort of judging me, just actually being like, okay, yeah, I get that, you know, um, People, you know, being able to empathize, people being able to understand, people actually being able to sort of, you know, explain something they went through that might have been similar. And it just, you know, that two-day process was amazing. It was just mm -hmm. really, really amazing sort of, you know, I was, I put the, I put the brakes on before the spiral started, you know, and it was just, it just felt good. It felt good to do it. And I've, I've just felt a lot better since, you know, I did that a lot better. Yeah. I'm still, you know, there's still a bit of self doubt in my head because, you know, there's a project going on with sort of trying to do some renovations. And, you know, I think my wife thinks I'm so much better than I am. And this is what I love her unwavering sort of faith and, you know, in, what, in your, in your DIY skills, my DIY skills. And, you know, I'm just like, they're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big fucking job, like you know. And of you know, she wants things done a certain way. This is how you know she's focused. She wants it done a certain way. And I'm like mm. trying to do things like how she wants. If I do it wrong, then it's sort of like you know. Naturally, she might be like, "Look, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I said." But then I feel like I'm under attack. So again, try not to sort of like flare up and f argue. Or yeah. it's I just feel very much like I'm. You know, that was that's a lot of the control thing that not feeling like I'm out of control, I'm not in control of my life. But you know, I think doing these positive steps and actually just sort of speaking about it, it's yeah. really putting me back into a 
a positive mindset. I'm back in credit, you know, rather than, you know, being in my mental health overdraft and trying to get back yeah. out of it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's definitely been, um, but again, it is the thing. I feel really bad because I've got nothing really to moan about. My life yeah. is so good, you know. Yeah. I'm outdoors. The weather's been beautiful. I've had a lovely holiday. And, you know, that's another thing. Like, I'm, I was beating myself up. Like, why am I feeling like this? Because there's so much good things happening, so many good things happening. And, but this is mental health, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah. I mean, you hear about sort of very famous people, you know, like uh, yeah. even going so far as committing suicide or stuff like that. And yeah. on the surface, they've got everything. They've got, you know, untold riches. They never have to work again, you know, every luxury in the world. But that's, you know, material things and extraneous circumstances in life um, don't mean that you're not going to have mental health problems, you know. the mental. Yeah. Mental health problems come from within, don't they? Mainly, yeah. Um, so it's just your mindset, and um, you know, we could like, you know, I to I totally agree that the the chat is absolute sort of gold dust, and you know, we haven't been doing it that regularly, but it was so good to see those fellas on there. It's like seeing a sort of yeah. family again, you know, of sort of non-judgmental men just listening yeah. to each other, intelligent chat, you know, it's just really, really good. You know, I got, I mean, you know, I did, I'm not, I haven't been struggling recently, but I got a lot out of it. A lot, got a lot out of just seeing everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, you can, you can, you can have, you can have all this, but it's, and, and, and we did say to you, you know, a lot of us sort of said, well, you know, you've got this going on. You've, you, you've got a great life, you know, how about this? How about that? But it's, you know, if, if you're not, looking at stuff you know with a clear head then nothing's going to be good exactly. enough nothing nothing's going to be right yeah you know you're spot, um, you're spot on with that you're spot on with that yeah it's good but what what you know what are these fellas doing that don't have these support groups that's my concern now because you know four or five years ago when i was at my lowest i didn't have this outlet i didn't have a WhatsApp group of, you know, men on the same mission that you, I yeah. could just put that message out. I didn't have that. Yes, I've got some amazing friends, but then you have this not wanting to burden them. And if you're not really comfortable with your mental health or talking about your emotions, what are these fellas doing? What are they doing? I mean, well, we know the answer. We're, we're not talking about it. They're drinking or using drugs to sort of, you know, try to, you know, mask the pain, but we, oh mate, <laughs> we need to uh, well, talk. We'll not make uh, them. We need to get people talking. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I can tell you what the men that don't have this and that don't have anyone to talk to are doing. They're they're either getting really angry and smashing things up and yep. going into spirals of, you know, they're either drinking themselves to or taking drugs or they're uh, living miserable lives or at the very worst they're taking their own lives. You know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can't stress it enough on this podcast that, you know, talking is one of the best things you can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's one of the it. best things that's you can it. do. So, fellas, um, the uh, our, our fellas on the Man Up chat, thank you so much. The Power Rangers, I genuinely love you all. <laughs> you are absolute legends and you know, we always say we're so. I'm so grateful to have this. I really am, and hmm. it's it's definitely making me a better person because it's I'm able to process things quicker. 
which means I'm yeah. a better dad, or hopefully a better husband, and yeah. more, most importantly, just able to just stop these, you know, that negative self-talk, which is my absolute nemesis, you know, <laughs> my absolute it's, nemesis. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird because, because you know, I don't know if you've ever read any sort of the, any of those um, Ruby Wax books, you know, and she talks about her depression and she talks about, you know, she'll never completely get rid of it. Um, but because she's done the work and she's like, she bounces back a hell of a lot quicker. So, yeah. so whereas when she got depression in the past, she'll spend three months in bed um, yeah. and not want to see anyone. Now she'll have like a week or so where, you know, she knows it's coming on, she can spot it and deal with it and then bounce back quicker. And I think that's what, you know, doing the work, like it's, it's, if you're prone to something like that, then maybe, you know, I'm prone to being an anxious person and I probably won't ever get rid of that completely, but I'm much better at spotting it now. I'm much better yeah. at, um, you know, isolating the problem, doing the stuff that I need to do and dealing with it, you know, and it be doesn't become this massive crisis. And, and I think the same is with you. And, and that is why it's really important to, to try and, you know, get these tools on board, get yourself a network of people to talk to, uh, get these these things in your life that are, are you know, positive and, um, you know, and, and help you just sort of sort of get back onto the sort of an, on, an, on an even kill. They're, they're just priceless, aren't they? They really are. They really are. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, um, that, that was that was my. Uh... But other than that, like everything's been so, so good. I've had a lovely holiday. I did a staycation. I traveled around Estonia with the kids and my wife. We went to loads of beautiful beaches. The kids swam in the ocean. They made fires. And, it, you know, so like I said, it was it, I, maybe as well, that might be part of it. You know, when you have an amazing source of week, you come back holiday blues, I guess. So I think that might have contributed yeah. to it as well. So. But yes, I'm on the other side, I believe. And, you know, I definitely am excited to having these things to look forward to and set myself these challenges. Going back to what we said at the beginning of COVID, do you remember we did the uh, the, the lockdown series? series, And we just yes. said about, you know, having things to look forward to. So, yeah. yeah. So that's it, man. That's it. So your kids have been setting fire. Are they are they twisted fire starters? Your two I hope kids. So. Are they are they I been really setting wildfires so. off? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been um, really good, really good. So okay, are you ready for this? Let's go do the drum roll. So we're going to do this together. But obviously, musical things um, are quite hard on the podcast. So we're going to be out of time with each other. But. I think now it's time for, here we go, one, two, three, mental, mental health in the, in the news. Brilliant. That was rubbish. I don't know. I think we've got a certain X factor, mate. All right, so in the news, so we spoke about this before, didn't we? It's quite exciting. And um, what did we discuss? Because there's been quite a lot of it and quite high-profile stories in the last, well, probably the month, isn't it, since the, the Open, the Tennis Open? And yeah, well, since, oh. since, 
since Wimbledon, I think, really, yes. Since since Wimbledon, um, when Naomi Osaka dropped out of Wimbledon, citing um, mental health reasons. Um, yep. And then and then we got Simone Biles um, in the Olympics um, a few days ago, and then yesterday we had Ben Stokes, probably one of the highest profile names in cricket in the yeah. world. <clears throat> Um, him saying he's going to take a break, um, an, an indefinite break, um, citing mental health problems yeah. or, or mental health reasons. Yeah. Now, that is quite – was that your stomach making that noise? Did you hear that? I just – That yeah. was my stomach. Did you really hear – my, my microphone is good. <laughs> <laughs> that was – <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, <laughs> and in other news, maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, oh, we won't keep you long. Chris. We've been for nearly forty-five minutes already. Um, so that really—I mean, the whole, obviously, the whole debate about mental health has suddenly become like a massive thing, you know, mm. because you've got the likes of of um, Piers Morgan saying, oh, I'll just get on with it. You know, no one moaned about their mental health uh, 10 years ago. And now, now just because yeah. you're doing badly, you're citing mental health, you know, and quite rightly, he's been absolutely annihilated um, on social media because, yeah. you know, you don't talk about a physical, it's so, can you imagine he got, you know, Ben Stokes had a broken leg and we aren't be going, oh, look at you. Uh, you know, you should go out, hobble out there and just go on with it, you know, more terrible excuse. And, you know, still mental health isn't treated the same as physical health, is it? You know? No. And I'm, I'm trying to think like, <clears throat> what, well, why is this? Because obviously to become, uh, you know, the, a leading athlete to be the top in your field, it does require a lot of mental strength. It cries like, you know, mental willpower it's not just the physical size you have to have a mentality of just completely like a bulletproof mindset to be number one haven't yeah. you so these guys yeah. they are primed they are prepped they are it's drilled into them from a very young age you know you're number one you're the best yeah. quit da, 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 da. but so for yeah. uh naomi osaka to actually you know say that and come out that i think that was a real pivotal moment for a lot of sports stars and yeah. maybe people that are at breaking point because let, let's, you know, I remember watching documentary and it was, um, uh, Usain Bolt and he was doing his training and he was coaches pushing him so hard that he, you know, he was doing the drills and the sprints and stuff that, you know, he's a very fit man, right? He's, mm. you know, you're, you're not the 100 meter sprint champion if you're not fit, but he's pushing his body so hard that he's, physically puking up now wow. to sort of put yourself in that position to you know put that much pressure on yourself that much sort of exertion you have to be different mentally so for you know yeah. she's the world number one and number two naomi osaka for her to come mm. out and say that and actually stand firm i think they kicked her out the over was it the french open or something like that that it started i can't remember which one oh it was. yeah so yeah, so it started at the uh, at the French Open. Um, yeah. She said that she wasn't going to do any um, any more press yep. uh, co calls. So she did the first couple of rounds. She said that they said they were going to fine her if she didn't do any. So then she pulled that 
pulled out basically yeah and that was you know that was amazing and i'm thinking is this now you know the floodgate for athletes to actually be able to say well actually yeah that's how i'm feeling as well now simone biles the world you know the whole of america the expectations on her are phenomenal aren't they that's a lot of pressure yeah. i mean you know we spoke about this in the thing and i read this tweet after the world cup when these footballers were taking their penalties and everyone you know there's a lot of backlash about it you know oh you rubbish you get paid this much money you can't hit a penalty that was the, some of the nice mm. tweets but you know one guy he sort of put it into perspective and he said uh saka 19 years old had had you know a career defining penalty the world watching the weight of the nation on his shoulders and at 19 years old he stepped up and took that penalty and he goes me I'll, I'll i get worried about telling the mcdonald's cashier that she got my order wrong you know levels and i was like <laughs> yeah, can't, yeah. it's like the pressure that these guys are under but they have to perform week in week out and yeah you can all yeah. get paid loads of money but like you said it doesn't matter money you know mental health doesn't discriminate or it doesn't be like ah you got dough don't worry you're safe we're gonna leave you alone <laughs> Like, if it gets you, it gets you. So I feel yep. like she's given a voice to a lot of these people to actually be like, right, I do matter. I do matter. And as much as I want to be the best, and I'm, you know, I don't think any of them are being selfish or ungrateful. I think that they're no. like, right, actually, fuck, I don't have to be this machine. I can be human. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. And, I think it's very sad that you have, I don't want to attack a certain people, but you mentioned his name earlier, yeah. uh, attack them with, you know, these horrible tweets. Oh, well, is this the go-to now? Because uh, blah, 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 yeah. blah. It's like, no, mate, these are human beings and they are struggling. And, you know, it's just, I think it's just a good thing for sports. I mean, I hope that people, I hope they recover well. I hope they get the support that they need and I hope they come back even stronger for it because, you know, like we said, when we speak about things, we speak openly about it, we feel better. So I'm really hoping that they get yeah. the same sort of support and the same feeling and are able to return and continue to entertain us with their talent and their skills. Can you, can you imagine? Because we both, you know, through the course of this, we've been doing this a couple of years now, over over a couple of years or whatever, you know, and can you imagine? And we both had sort of wobbles, quite bad yeah. wobbles and you know but can you imagine we were having those wobbles but at the same time we had the press waiting on our every move around the corner yeah. we had our trainers around the corner mm -hmm. expecting us to do that we'd have the marketing our marketing companies all you know yeah. wanting us to promote stuff and be on the ball all the time plus we would have the the public as well you know expecting this that and the other and then plus on top of that we were expected to win uh you know it the pressure must be absolutely immense you know and Ludicrous. by default if someone says i'm having you know i'm 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 just i'm struggling with this now that's it game over accept it you know if they're yeah. saying they're struggling it's not an excuse it's the it's a fact because that they've they've had to they've they've said that you know you can't you know especially these three people you know Sim, simone Biles has had four gold medals you know the most successful gymnast in the world yeah, naomi osaka Winner of multiple Grand Slams, exactly. number two in the world, former number one, Ben Stokes, perhaps the best 
all-round cricketer in the world, winner of the World Cup last year. You know, these are, they don't need to make excuses for how good or bad they are, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, you know, get real. Yeah, and this is the thing as well. Like, you know, taking, for example, uh, Simone Biles, she's in the Olympics now. That's like, you know, the Olympics, you can say, is the pinnacle for many athletes, isn't it? That's the pinnacle of it. So you go there, you want nothing more than, you know, imagine how proud you feel representing your country, you want to go there, you want to win. So to actually be somebody of her talent who, you know, she, I think she is like head and shoulders above, you know, talent-wise with what she does to you know, many of her peers. So yeah. for her to actually be like, I'm going to take a step back from creating even more history and I'm going to look after myself. That's, yeah. that's not a decision you make lightly. No, you know, she knows it's going to cost her, like, I guess with, well, I hope not, but I guess with sponsors, with whatever it is, you know, yeah. it's going to affect maybe the team's chance as well. Yeah. But she, she's made a really brave decision, a really bold choice. And I just think to myself, no, you don't do that if you are, you know, in tip-top condition. You don't do that to get attention. You don't do that. To, what's that quote? It says, the thing with um, mental health, the hardest thing about mental health is pretending that you know or the, the hardest thing about poor mental health is pretending like you don't have poor mental health you know yeah, yeah. so i don't know i just think it's a real I, I don't know obviously i don't think it's really good that they're suffering but i do think it's really good that they're you know they're making these sorts of calls yeah and again like going back to what i was saying they're taking control of their lives they're yeah. taking control and you know, it's not about money and it's not about sponsors. It's not about gold medals. It's actually like, look, I matter. Yeah. I matter. So, and, they're, yeah. and they're opening doors. They're opening doors and, you know, they're, they're opening the conversation and it's, it's all, it's all a good thing. Cause 20 years ago, it's one of them said that, you know, people would go, Oh, you know, the, the, the sun headline would be loony bin, you know, um, yeah, yeah. you know, nutter, you know Naomi's gone cuckoo or whatever do you know what I mean you know absolutely um, and now you come out with that sort of shit you're shut down and quite rightly so and I don't care if it's called woke or snowflake or whatever it's just it's just kind it's just being kind isn't it you know being kind but you know what the positive thing about all this is obviously what you mentioned but I feel like if now next year the Olympics everyone is concerned about their mental health there might be an opportunity for you and I to get in there Get on Team GB. Could you imagine? Yeah. We could yeah. swap up and just have like some really random kind of games, like uh, how many pints can you drink in an hour competition? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could be the normal Olympics. <laughs> normal <laughs> Olympics. The normal Olympics. Exactly. Can you jump start your car? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Brilliant. That's a, well, that, that's, yeah. Well, I'll tell, I tell you what, though, you know, talking about getting old, it's the first year, first Olympics I've ever watched where I realised I'm older than everyone. I'm older than all the competitors. Even, so they're calling the veteran, like there's there's a lot of veteran shooting, like in the shooting where you don't have to do much movement, you know. So yeah. it's like definitely oldies. But they're saying, you know, oh, he's been around for, but he's been doing this for 25 years, a veteran. He's 46. Bloody hell. <laughs> He's three years younger than me. You know, like, it's like, so yeah, if you can invent an Olympics, which, uh, you know, something like, um, you know, how how many um, uh, 
uh, I don't know how how, how many uh, smoothies can you drink in one morning, or well, how um, many could you make even? You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, something like that. That would be yeah. amazing. You know, got to cut the grass. Okay, who's got the straightest lines? Let's go. <laughs> yes, the normal Olympics. Although I think we should come up with a better title rather than the normal Olympics. The uh, the People's Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> the real Olympics. <laughs> yeah, the real Olympics. That's the it. real Olympics. Okay, <laughs> so the triathlon is he's got to get the kids up, get them dressed, <laughs> breakfast, do the school run. Is he on time? He's gonna he's cutting it fine, he's cutting it fine. And he's there, he's done it, the bell has gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over now to the spreadsheet competition. <laughs> how many how many functions can they get into one spreadsheet in two minutes and it's yep and it's john from stoke on trent he's the winner (laughs) that's it that is it oh mate amazing the real olympics let's make it happen i'm gonna i'm gonna do it (laughs) right mate it's this has been a really nice catch-up it's been a really nice (laughs) catch-up Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's always good to talk. So, um, yeah, we've got a few guests knocking on our doors as well. So we'll try and uh, sort all that out, basically, and get some guests in. We sound so and... don't we? Well, we'll try and sort that out. We'll see. <laughs> well, no, man, we still we, you know, we, we, we might not. <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep the momentum going. We've spoken about this, and we, you know we've we've got something in place. So, so we'll we'll do that. And and don't forget. And I've still not given up on the book either. You know, we still got we still got to do that. You Amazing. know, Amazing. not sure. putting any pressure on, not putting any pressure on, though. You know, no, do you know what? I'm all about goals this next six months, so now's the time to get me, my brother. <laughs> okay, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, uh, that's it, everyone. It's one of those, been one of those sort of uh, catch up, raggle taggle podcasts, but it, I think it's been, it's been nice, and and even if um no one else enjoyed it i did so there you go (laughs) look at that don't we just like to look after our listeners well we don't care if you didn't enjoy it we had a fucking great time (laughs) so fuck you right (laughs) see you next week (laughs) see you next week no no fuck you love you love you all we love you all and thanks for listening okay take care guys bye